join your palms. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashyatadeshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Srivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratvise Namaha Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go Brahmana Hitayacha Jagadditaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Sapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindhavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Vancha Kalpata Rubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Om Agnana Dimirandasya, Gnanan Janasya Lakaya, Chakshurun Militam Mena, Kasmai Shri Guru Veda Mahan. Hare Krishna everyone, once again, thank you so much for joining. Lasya just now joined us. Good morning Lasya. So today, let's continue from where we had stopped in the previous session. We all know that we have been discussing chapter 2 since last few weeks. And today is going to be another very interesting session because this is the last section of the chapter 2. And we had wonderful discussions in the previous 
uh, weeks. Let's understand, try to know what Krishna is going to speak in this particular section of the Bhagavad Gita. So this whole uh, session I dedicate to my beloved spiritual master, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Chila Prabhupada, who is the founder Acharya of ISKCON. It's only by his mercy that I am able to speak whatever little bit I can in this path of uh, spirituality. So, this is how we have understood few important things about chapter 2. So, in the very first section, that is from 2.1 to 2.10, we got to know that how Arjuna had lots of doubts. He continued his doubts in the first section and then finally he surrendered to Krishna seeking his guidance. So here in the next uh, section of the Bhagavad Gita, very beautifully Krishna starts explaining Jnana Yoga to Arjuna. So that is from 2.11 to 2.30. Krishna very logically and rationally explains that how we are not this body, we are actually the spirit soul. He goes on to explain all the different qualities of the soul, that how the soul is eternal and it is indestructible. So none of us are actually going to die because the soul is eternal. So there is no birth and death for the soul. Right? So that is how Krishna explained in this whole section that we are the spirit soul and we are not this body. So Arjuna just fight because anyway you are not going to kill any of your relatives because they are going to be eternal. They are all eternal. And in section 3 that is from 2.31 to 2.38 Krishna explains the Karma Kanda section. He explains to Arjuna if you fight then you will get to go to heavenly planets. If you fight then you will be happy not just uh, in this planet but also uh, in the heavenly planets then you are going to be uh, enjoying all this opulence on this planet. So Krishna was telling Arjuna if you fight this is the result you will be glorified you will become very victorious and even if you don't even if you lose the whole battle you are still going to be getting wonderful result just by the act of fighting. So that is Karma Kanda where you perform action because you are going to get something. And then gradually Krishna is elevating the consciousness of Arjuna by moving from Karma Kanda to Karma Yoga. It is also called as Buddhi Yoga. So from 2.39 to 2.53, which we have completed last week, Krishna beautifully explained the Karma Yoga section that how you need to fight because for a higher consciousness. If you fight with Nishkama, uh, attitude without desiring for any result that will elevate you. You will become detached from the result. So all these different concepts very beautifully Krishna has explained and some of you who have missed uh, the sessions you can go back and again listen to them. It's all there uh, in the links that I have already shared before so that you get a repetition and you also get a good uh, uh, recap of what we have discussed. But now today Krishna is going to start a new section and this is called the Sthita Pragna section or it is a state of higher consciousness, still higher consciousness than what we generally think of. So Krishna is going to very beautifully explain here how 
a person a transcendentalist behaves but for krishna to speak on this arjuna is going to ask questions so let's see what arjuna is going to ask now arjuna has heard all these different things he has heard oh okay this uh, you have explained me about this all you have explained me about karma you have explained me about how to perform karma without any results krishna understand all these things but i want to know what are the symptoms of such a person who is this person what are the how does he act what is this person all about i want to know more about this person so arjuna is now intrigued you have told me so many things about karma jnana and everything but now please tell me krishna how will such a person act okay so now i have uh, let me ask uh, dev to unmute so dev unmute yourself and let's chant the very first words for today arjuna uvacha arjuna uvacha स्थितप्रज्ञस्य स्थितप्रज्ञस्यभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभाषाभा
or it falls within this trigunal. Any activity that we do, it actually falls in Satuguna, Rajoguna, and Tamoguna. So when you start performing, when you have a consciousness in transcendence, it means you are above this three gunas. So Arjuna is asking, Oh my dear Krishna, what is or what are the symptoms of person whose consciousness is transcendental? By the way, he is asking transcendental, but you see what is he asking? How does he speak? What is his language? How does he sit? How does he walk? We should not think that Arjuna is asking some trivial questions here. Although it may appear on a superficial platform that Arjuna on the battlefield he is asking about transcendental things and he wants to know about this person. In a way he wants to know how does he speak? He wants to know what language oh, he speaks uh, Italian, Greek or Japanese or Mandarin you know or Sanskrit for that matter. No. Language and how does he sit and walk? Do you think that Arjuna is going to ask some trivial questions like this? Absolutely no. So that's why our Acharyas have given a deeper meaning of these particular questions that Arjuna is asking. Arjuna specifically here is asking four questions. Okay, so Arjuna is asking four questions here. Please understand that these questions are extremely important because when we don't know or understand the questions of Arjuna, we will not understand what Krishna is going to give answers. The answers given by Krishna are extremely important. For that we need to know what Arjuna is asking. Is it not? So now, Krishna is going to explain all these questions very beautifully and that is why it becomes extremely important for us to understand why Arjuna is asking these questions. Stita Pragna, who is a Stita Pragna? Stita Pragna, one whose consciousness is fixed, is called Stita Pragna. So what is our aim through understanding this Bhagavad Gita ultimately? We all have to become Stita Pragna. We have to become fixed in our consciousness. Right now our consciousness is constantly flickering. So we need to understand Bhagavad Gita and we also should become Stita Pragna. So Arjuna is asking the symptoms of a Stita Pragna. How do we identify such a person? See every person in a specific field has a certain symptoms. For example, you know there are rich people. Rich people, it is very easy to know they are rich just by the symptoms they exhibit. A politician, just the way he behaves, just the way he conducts himself, the way his body language is, you know that he is a politician. Similarly, a sports person, he displays a certain symptoms. A diseased person who is a patient, he is suffering from some disease, he will also exhibit certain symptoms. So there are symptoms for different types of people. So here Arjuna is interested to know the symptoms of a person who is a transcendentalist. So that symptom is extremely important because we should know to identify who is the person who is transcendental. Because you may meet a lot of people every day in and out. You are meeting thousands of people every day in and out. 
How do you identify now who is actually a Sita Pragna? So Krishna is going to tell all these answers now. So that's why it becomes very important to know this question is to identify who is a Sita Pragna by looking at the symptoms. So here Arjuna is saying Ka Bhasha. Ka Bhasha means Sita Pragna Ka Bhasha. What language? Bhasha means language. What language does he speak? Our Acharya has explained Ka Bhasha also means how does a Sita Pragna conduct himself? Extremely important. How does a Sita Pragna conduct himself so that we know him? We understand. Bhasha also refers to description. For example, there is a very beautiful, uh, you know, Shankara Bhasha. Shankara has given his Bhasha on the Vedanta Sutra. Then Madhvacharya has given Brahma Sutra Bhashya. Then uh, Baldev Vidya Bhushan, to whom this Bhagavad Gita is actually dedicated by, by Prabhupada, is also written very beautiful Govinda Bhashya. So Bhashya also refers to description. It refers to literary work. So here Arjuna is asking, Ka Bhashya, what language? Astita Pragna, does he speak Italian or he speaks a German language? He speaks what language? Marathi, Gujarati? <laughs> so, we should know what does he speak. It actually means how does he conduct himself. He can be a Japanese. Sita Pragna can be a German. Sita Pragna can be a Chinese also. So, it's important how does he conduct himself. And for this particular question, the very first question of Arjuna, Krishna will explain and give the answer in the verse number 55, that is the next verse. For this question number 1, answer is given in 55, 2.55. Krishna will explain this and answer to Arjuna's first question. Second question is, Kim Prabhashita? How does he speak? One is his language, Bhashya. How does he speak? This transcendentalist. So Arjuna, Although he is asking how does he speak, the Acharya has explained that how does he speak, Kim Prabhashita means how does he respond to Sukha and Dukha. This Sita Pragna, how does he respond when there is Sukha in his life and when there is Dukha in his life? How does he respond to this situation? So Kim Prabhashita means this is how we should know. So that is explained by Krishna in verse number 56 and 57. So this second question will be answered in the 56 and the 57th uh, word of this particular chapter. And then Arjuna is asking the third question, Kim Asita? Asana, we have heard, no? Vyasa, Asana. Asana means sitting place. Kim Asita? How does a Sitapadna sit? So there is always a literary meaning and there is a figurative meaning. So Arjuna, although is asking how does this sit, we should not take it in a literary sense. Because Arjuna is not simply asking, oh, how will the Sita Pragna sit? There is a figurative meaning, and that's what Acharyas are explaining. And how does he sit means how does he disengages himself or disengages his senses? Extremely important. Please understand this. How does the Sita Pragna disengages his senses. 
he withdraws his senses. Let me give you an example of this engagement. You know, there is an office. Imagine there is an office set up, and there is a manager. So the manager wants to know what are his team members doing. So what he does is he actually sends one of his peon and asks him to go and check out what are the team members doing. Go check it and come. So the peon goes and he goes and checks, and he comes back and informs the manager that all the team members are just sitting. They are simply sitting, my dear sir. So just by this answer of peon. what will the manager infer just sitting just sitting means they are disengaged the team members are sitting idle and they are disengaged they are not engaged in any activity so sitting just sitting means what it infers it infers they are actually disengaged so when arjuna is asking kim asita so he is actually asking the sita pragna how does he withdraws or disengages his five senses very important let's understand this and this will be explained by krishna from verse number 58 to 64 this engagement of the senses is very beautifully explained by krishna in the verse number 58 to 64 and then the final question which is very easy to guess vrajeta kim vrajeta vraja means movement vrajeta kim how does he walk how does the stita pragna walk so it is very easy to know one is kimasita disengagement and now arjuna is asking how does he engage his senses without being bound by the reactions see we are all performing action when we perform action there is a reaction so krishna here arjuna is asking how does the stita pragna He does lot of activities, but although he is active, doing activities, how does he disengages himself? He how how does he engages himself without getting bound by the reaction? So these are the four important questions, and unless we actually hammer these questions in our brain, it's not very easy to understand what Krishna is going to explain in the next verses. So that's why it becomes extremely important to know the reason why Arjuna is asking these beautiful questions. So he has asked these four questions. So ka bhasha, kim prabhashita, kim asita, and vrajeta kim. So these are the symptoms of the stita pragna. And very beautifully, Prabhupada in this Bhagavad Gita, as it is here in the purport, is giving an explanation to this particular word. And very beautifully, I just want to read out this whole paragraph. Please listen carefully. This is extremely important. Please listen. <clears throat> the most important is how the man in Krishna consciousness speaks. For speech is the most important quality of any man. It is said that a fool is undiscovered as long as he does not speak. And certainly a well-dressed fool cannot be identified unless he speaks but as soon as he speaks he reveals himself at once the immediate symptom of a krishna conscious man is that he speaks only of krishna and of matters relating to him other symptoms then automatically follow as stated below 
so one very very important symptom of a god conscious person of a spiritual person is that he speaks only about the supreme law the moment he opens his mouth he will speak about the supreme lord krishna that is one of the greatest symptom of a transcendentalist see we are constantly talking we speak every day in and out isn't it so whenever we speak what do we speak from morning till evening our day is filled with questions and answers what time did you get up i woke up at 7 o'clock what time did you have a breakfast i had it at 8 8 am what did you have for breakfast i had upama okay what time are you going to school college and office if you analyze the whole day is actually filled with questions and answers in office there is question answer at home there is question answers so we are constantly discussing so many things but it is all related to materialistic things we are constantly discussing only about roti kapda makan or survival we are talking only about how do i survive bona corona is there have you worn your mask are you sanitizing your hands constantly we are talking but our talking is only related to the body that's all so the symptom of astita pragna is he is not going to talk about all these things he will talk only about the supreme lord that is the greatest symptom to identify a person who is god conscious who is krishna conscious extremely important so how do you identify astita pragna he is constantly talking about krishna whether it is one person or thousand people he will only talk about krishna he opens his mouth to speak only about krishna that is the stita pragna that is yoga engaging your senses in the service of krishna so this is the greatest thing and many people may dress very well you know many people even a fool he has no knowledge he is completely off he may be very well dressed and people may think oh what a nice person but that moment he opens his mouth we know how great that person is so just by looking at the externals we should not judge a person and a person may be sometime very uh, tachily dressed i mean he is quite uh, shabbily dressed but again we should not think that he is a fool because sometimes such people are quite intelligent so this is the case of jada bharat sometimes i'll explain you this beautiful story how he was so shabbily dressed and he was actually insulted by the king and then he goes on explaining uh, the beautiful knowledge of uh, uh, krishna consciousness to this king so again so we should not judge a person by external symptoms how do we identify a stita pragna by his speech identification of a stita pragna is very easy when he opens his mouth he will only speak about krishna so now since arjuna has asked these four questions let's see what krishna is going to give answers to these particular questions of arjuna so let me uh, ask uh, hina mata ji please unmute yourself and let's chant the next words the 55th words please repeat shri bhagavan vacha shri bhagavan vacha प्रजाहाती यदा काम 
सर्वान पार्थ सर्वान पार्थ आत्मन तुष्ट ोगता सर्वान पार्थ When a man gives up all varieties of sense desire, when a man gives up all varieties of sense desire, which arise from mental concoction, which arise from mental concoction, and when his mind finds satisfaction, and when his mind finds satisfaction in the self alone, in the self alone, then he is said to be in pure transcendental consciousness. then he is said to be in pure transcendental consciousness thank you madam thank you so here krishna is giving answer to the very first question of arjuna ka bhasha how does astita pragna conduct himself so krishna is saying o partha that such a man he conducts himself in such a way that he gives up all the sense desires especially sense desires which arise from mental concoction all because of the speculation of the mind so such things are rejected by astita pragna and he finds satisfaction in the self alone atmanevatmanatushtaha He is satisfied completely in his pure consciousness. It is his own self, the Atman. So let us understand now, word by word, a little bit about this word. It's very interesting. So, who is the Sita Pratna? It is one who gives up all sensual activities. He is not interested in any of the activities or happiness derived from the mind our mind has a lot of desires and when those desires get fulfilled we are happy when the desires are unfulfilled we become very miserable we become sukha is there there is dukha is there why because there are certain desires in the mind to which we are attached so stita pragna he never entertains such mental desires if you want to become a stita pragna then you should not entertain all the desires that your mind is generating because mind's function 
is to keep on generating desires all the time constantly is it not the mind on an average it produces about 60 to 70000 thoughts per day and 90% of all these thoughts are all negative so the mind is constantly desiring for many many things constantly so that is why we should know that everything that is mental is not spiritual that which is mental is not spiritual i want to make this very clear to all of you it's very interesting to know that we all have three levels of existence i had explained this to you before also but i want to make it very clear here as well just give me a minute yeah so you see the three levels of existence are is the gross body the subtle body and the soul the gross body is the external body that we have the outer body that we have which is made up of five elements earth water fire air ether so this is called the gross body then there is another layer of existence that we have that is called a subtle body shukshma sharira one is stool sharira gross body the other is shukshma sharira which is not perceivable but it exists and what is the shukshma sharira consist of man buddhi ahankar mind intelligence and false ego so this is called a subtle body and then there is the soul and what are the characteristics of the soul eternity knowledge and bliss sat chit and ananda this is your true existence your true identity is that you are the soul so this tita pragna is atmanevatmanatushtaha he derives pleasure at the level of the soul and not at the level of body and the mind so so much difference is there we see but we on the contrary we derive happiness and distress at the level of what at the gross body and the subtle body if ant comes and bites me it gives me pain if there is nice air conditioning then my i feel very pleasurable then there is subtle body someone glorifies us oh you are looking so beautiful ah you feel so nice about it so it gives you pleasure at the level of mind somebody tells you oh you are looking so ugly today then you know you feel very distressed inside so that is happening at the level of mind so astita pragna is not disturbed by these external things but now you may think guruji mind is not external no mind is internal what we generally think is anything that is outside this body is external and anything that which is inside the body is internal right this is our understanding but it is not true everything that is within you is not you please understand so the mind although inside this body is not you the mind is internal to the body but the mind is external to the soul if you look at this image it is very clear to you that the mind is in between the gross body and the soul 
So you are actually the soul. So the mind is external. So even the mind is external from the perspective of the soul. So mind is not you. So when your mind is constantly generating this desire, they are not your desires actually. The mind is actually running in an autopilot mode. Right now, if I have to speak, actually we all are in autopilot mode. What do I mean by autopilot mode? You know what is autopilot mode? When the airplane is flying, the pilot actually he knows he fixes the destination and the direction, and then he keeps the flight in autopilot mode and nicely he is uh, listening to some music or does whatever he wants, and everything is taken care. So that is exactly what is happening to us right now. Although we are trying to do so many things, but it is actually done in autopilot mode. Why? Because mind is overtaken. The mind is the software. It has overtaken, and it has already some preconceived programs, and it is running in the pre in the autopilot mode. So the soul is sleeping. All of us are simply sleeping. We don't know what we are doing. A sthita pragna is not like that. He is completely awake, and he derives happiness and pleasure at the level of the soul. So that is a sthita pragna. That's why. this mind is actually uh it is the root of all consciousness i'm telling you this mind is the root of consciousness all our activities are happening at this central point called the mind if you can control the mind then spirituality becomes very very easy this mind is constantly planning all throughout the day what is the mind doing planning what planning financial planning relationship planning there is a career planning there is a charity planning there is some okay some spiritual program is there let me plan for that so constantly we are planning and the mind is engaged in planning all the time arjuna before this war began he was planning yes i'm going to fight and finish all this kauravas they gave poison to my brother bhima they tried to kill us in the lakshagraha in the in the palace of wax they insulted my wife i have a plan and i am going to destroy them that was before the war he on the battlefield arjuna got another plan now i am not going to fight no 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 this is not going to work so he changed his plan so all these plans constantly the mind is planning sometimes favorably sometimes the mind is unfavorably planning so this way the mind is constantly putting us back and forth back and forth that is why prabhupada uses a very beautiful word here mental concoction what is a concoction you know we have this coffee concoctions or the tea concoctions that we get so this is a mental concoction our mind with so many varieties of desires has become a concoction it is called mental concoction so sthita pragna will never take pleasure in such concoction of the mind is completely aloof from such concoctions very important to understand that is why when we plan we should not think that all my plans will be successful many times we fail sometimes we may also execute and become successful in our plans it is possible because according to our karma 
our plans will be successful our plans will also get destroyed sometimes but at the end if you carefully see no matter how many material plans we do in life all our plans will ultimately get destroyed that is why when we become very busy in executing our own plans even victory is a defeat and when we execute the plan of krishna the plan of the lord then even a defeat becomes a victory let me repeat that let me explain this very importantly when we execute our plans our victory also becomes defeat why because no matter how successful we become in this lifetime earning money and relationships and name and fame and power but at the point of that everything will be lost and that's the greatest defeat everything that you had acquired will all go away so that's the greatest defeat so we may plan so many things that we may also become successful but at the point of that everything is gone but on the contrary when you execute the plan of krishna then although you may get defeated you are still victorious it's a very beautiful pastime in the bhagavatam some of you hina mata ji and others who were listening there was a very beautiful pastime in the 6th canto of shrimad bhagavatam of vritrasura this vritrasura was a demon this vritrasura was such a great demon although in a demon form he was the greatest devotee of lord vishnu and then he is asking indra come on indra kill me he is ready to die why because he knows although he may get defeated he is going to get the supreme abode of the lord so for a devotee he may get defeated here but he will get the ultimate victory after this death so that is how astita pragna thinks astita pragna is not attracted to temporary success that is why very beautifully if you see this explanation here it is called tushtah atmanevatmanah tushtah tushtah means tushti satisfaction are you satisfied my question to all of you are you satisfied in life if you are satisfied then definitely you are tushtah prabhu ji i am satisfied sometimes i am satisfied uh, and i am not satisfied sometimes in that case then yes at least you are in the process of becoming tushtah stita pragna you are in the process but if you are not satisfied with your life then you are not tushtah you are not satisfied actual ultimate satisfaction comes when we serve the supreme lord when we take up to spirituality atmanevatmana tushtah you have to realize yourself and seek pleasure at the soul level that will give you satisfaction that will give you complete that will make you tushtah very very nice stita pragnas tadochate see prajahati yada kaman then stita pragnas tadochate yada tada if you do this then tada that is what what is uh, you are going to get yada tada you do this you are going to become that so if you are not engaged in manogata the mental concoction then you will become tada that is you will be satisfied tadochate that is very nicely explained by krishna if you are not tushtah only busy in planning 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 material things 
then there will be heartburns there will be pangs in your heart you will never become satisfied right so we should not focus on the internal we should not focus on the externals but we should actually uh, uh, take pleasure in words now some of you may question and ask prabhu ji you are telling me this uh, uh, we have to get pleasure at the level of uh, soul but isn't all the spiritual thing also external now right now you are listening to this particular session you are externally listening right material objects like you take some prasadam or you look at the deity of the lord in the temple you see the form of the lord all these are external things right you are chanting the mantra is that not external yes spiritual sense objects spiritual sense objects although they may appear to be external but actually they take us inward what do i mean by that when you actually keep yourself busy with the spiritual sense objects like prasadam like looking at the deity chanting the mantra they may look appear they may appear to be external but they take you inwards this is the difference between the materialistic things and the spiritual sense objects okay so this is what krishna has explained in this particular verse so let's go to the next verse now that is verse number 56 and very beautifully krishna is further going to explain the next question of arjuna so uh, vinod ji please unmute yourself and let's chant this next words that is verse number 56 dukheshu anudvigna manaha dukheshu anudvigna manaha sukheshu vigatas praha sukheshu vigah prashtasa वीतराग भयक्रोधः वीतराग भयक्रोधः स्थितधेर मुनिरुच्यते स्थितधेर मुनिरुच्यते वन्स अगेन दुःखेषु अनुद्विग्नमनः दुःखेषु अनुद्विग्नमनः सुखेषु विगतत्प्रह सुखेषु विगह स्पर्शः वीतराग भयक्रोधः वीतराग भयक्रोधः स्थितधीर मुनिरुच्यते स्थितधीर मुनिरुच्यते वंडरफुल प्लीज रिपीट द ट्रांसलेशन वन हु इज नॉट डिस्टर्ब वन हु इज नॉट डिस्टर्ब इन स्पाइट ऑफ द थ्रीफोल्ड मिसरीज इन स्पाइट ऑफ द थ्रीफोल्ड मिसरीज हु इज नॉट इलेटेड who is not elated when there is happiness when there is happiness and who is free from attachment and who is free from attachment fear and anger fear and anger is called a sage of steady mind is called a sage of steady mind thank you so much you know. thank you <clears throat> so here arjuna had asked a very interesting question and he had said that kim prabhashita kim prabhashita mean how does a sthita pragna respond to sukha and dukha so that's why 
Krishna is explaining here Dukesha Anudvigna Manaha. Anudvigna Manaha. Anudvigna means without being agitated. Anudvigna means he is never agitated. Sukeshu Vigatasprihaha. Vigatasprihaha means without being too attached. He is not attached at all. So, this Titadir Muniruchate. Let's understand this. Very important word again. So, I have a question for all of you. When you face Sukha in your life, how do you react? And when you face Dukha, how do you react? Think about it for a few seconds and then answer me. How do you react to Sukha and Dukha in your life? Think about it for a few seconds. And each one of us have our own quota of Sukha and Dukha. And based on that, we respond. And okay, in the comment section, let's see what is Lasya saying that Sukha means I'm going to thank God and my family. Wonderful Lasya. What about Dukha? How do we react to Dukha in our life? If you want to unmute yourself and explain, also is fine. Briefly. So, Hina Maharaj is saying, Sukha means, okay, when gratefulness and happiness, okay, when there is Sukha, whether it is Sukha at the level of body or the Sukha at the level of mind or at the Sukha at the level of soul, we become very grateful to the people and also we express happiness and Dukkha questioning our past karmas and God. Ah, this is different. Questioning our past karma. If you are conscious, yes, we ask our past karma and sometimes uh, we also start blaming God. Many times I have seen people when there is Dukkha in their life, when there is a lot of misery in the life, somehow there is an internal feeling. People think that actually I don't deserve to be so miserable. Many people think that when there is problem in their life, I don't deserve this. I really don't deserve this. That's why they go and blame the God. Oh Lord, I don't deserve this but still this problem is coming to me. It's all because of you. You know, there was that Amitabh Bachchan one movie, I don't remember. He goes to the temple and he's blaming the God. You know, all this problem is because of you, my dear Lord. Amitabh Bachchan is saying in that movie. So many times, we are in the blame game. You know, we want to blame. When there is Dukkha, we want to blame others. We don't want to accept the uh, reality. We don't want to take the responsibility for our mistakes. Right? We should be like, you know, sometimes when you are walking on the street and accidentally when you stumble upon a stone, do you really curse yourself or do you try to curse the stone? No. You stumbled upon a little bit, then you walk away, you look at the stone and then you just walk away. You don't really curse the stone or curse yourself. You know it's okay, it's my mistake, I just was, uh, I lost my focus and it's okay. You just move on. Right? So similarly, when miseries come into our life, problems come into our life, this attitude will help us. 
just like when you stumbled upon and you just move away without cursing yourself or the stone when you get problems in your life you should just move on okay it's just because of my lack of focus something that i have done in the karma even few decades ago about 2 3 decades ago people used to think that when there is problem okay oh mera karma hai you know something i have done in the past that's why i'm suffering and that gave them lot of satisfaction at the same time they used to be peaceful but today the modern generation is not like that everybody is thinking i am the doer i am doing everything i am the master and when the results don't come then they become frustrated then the, there is dukha so good wonderful so hina mata ji is saying the karma and god and uh, sai raju is saying dukha when we extremely sad for artificial desire exactly so sometimes dukha comes and uh, it extensively comes when we are trying to get artificial desire by the way my question is how do you respond or react to sukha and dukha in your life so last i saying dukha uh, one should ideally pray to god okay one should ideally pray to god that is very good answer lasya but what are you doing right now how are you reacting right now is my question are you doing that praying to god when there is dukha and uh, kumar is saying kumar uma kumar i feel both are the same nothing is permanent okay sukha dukha nothing is permanent absolutely matra sparshas to kaunteya shitoshna sukha dukha da we had understood that nothing happiness and dukha is really not happiness uh, not permanent in this we have understood that but how do you react this is the question <laughs> yes mataji is saying there is a movie called ziva and she remembered thank you so much for uh, uh, making me aware of that movie's name thank you so yeah and then uh, saira is saying we become sad when dukha comes we feel so happy when there is good result absolutely so dev okay finally you answered sukha means great one dukha we remember god okay and happy with the answer you remember god when there is dukha most people don't do that they remember the bottle or they remember the cigarette when there is dukha most people do that so good i'm glad that you don't do that wonderful and last i think i have not really prayed to god in my life only once when my sister was ill but i think many feel good while praying good very nice so lasya is saying that uh, just she doesn't really pray but then at least once she has prayed good that at least once you have prayed now you can continue praying more and more yes it actually feels very good when you pray and you should really start uh, praying so that you feel that tushtaha if you want to be feel satisfaction in life then you need to pray that's extremely important so let's understand now what is krishna saying here So, dukesho anudvigna manaha. Absolutely, he is not even sukesho. Uh, uh, in sukha, most of the people we think that uh, let me remain in this comfort zone. Oh, there is lot of sukha now. Let me not endeavor for any more thing. Anyway, I am getting nice roti kapda makan. Why should I endeavor? Let me become happy and just remain as it is. So many people also think like that. They remain in comfort zone when there is lot of sukha, isn't it? You see, when there is lot of comfort around you. you don't want to go that extra mile many people stay in the comfort zone and they never come out of the comfort zone because there is already so much of sukha so sukha can keep you in comfort zone which is not good especially if you want to become a spiritualist 
many people think that Prabhuji, now you are becoming a spiritual person. If we become spiritual, that means you will completely be free from all the miseries of life. No, let me tell you, it's not going to happen. As long as you are in this world, you will have to face Dukkha. Whether you are a spiritualist or not a spiritualist, Dukkha will come. Just by being, becoming a spiritualist, it is not that we are not going to face problems in life. Problems will still come. Did the Pandavas did not face problems? So many problems. Problems after problems. Kunti Maharani faced problems. Dhruva Maharaj faced problems. Pralad Maharaj faced problems. All the great devotees that we see in our Vedic scriptures all have gone through so much of problems in their life. So, becoming devotee doesn't mean that you will become free from problems. No, we should never think that now I am attending Bhagavad Gita session, I am chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra and now I will become free from all the miseries. No, you will not be. You will still get problems. But, since you are practicing spirituality and understanding the Bhagavad Gita, you will know how to respond to these external situations, Sukha and Dukha. You will never get disturbed. Although the problems will come, you will be detached. They will not affect you. Just like the lotus in the kitchen. You see, it's all surrounded by kitchen. All the dirt, but still it is unaffected. So we are in this kitchen of material existence. This material world is full of all dirty, obnoxious things. But we will be like lotus. We will be away from all the features, unattached, completely pure, just like the lotus in the future. So that is what uh, spirituality and the knowledge, the wisdom of the Bhagavad Gita will do to us. I'll, I'll give you this very beautiful uh, example of Swami Prabhupada itself. See, my spiritual master, when he was born here in India, in Kolkata, he was growing up and he was also a part of the Gandhi movement at that time. He wanted to fight for the, uh, the Gandhi movement in 1920s. And then later on he came in touch with his spiritual master Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Maharaj. And then there were so many rejections. At the age of 65 he was all alone in Vrindavan. He was trying to preach, print some magazine. Nobody was supporting him. Financially, he was uh, uh, completely down. And uh, his own family members rejected. And his godbrothers were not helping him in any way. And with that, so much of pain and struggle, he goes in a cargo ship all the way to America. A free ticket actually. And he suffered two heart attacks in the uh, ship, in the cargo ship. And all alone in America with no people around him. Nobody known to him. He's chanting in the park. Absolutely all alone, with no support, so much of pain and pain and pain and misery is constantly, but he had one faith. Prabhupada had one faith and that faith is on the instructions of his spiritual master and complete dependence and surrender to Krishna, that Krishna will make it happen. And with that, so much of pain, he established this wonderful movement called the ISKCON movement, International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And today we see people following our Vedic culture all across the world just because of the dedication of one single person that is Srila Prabhupada 
who actually transformed hippies into happies. All the hippies were converted to happies. He became, they became so happy in their life. And when there were lot of wonderful things, when the temples came up and lot of devotees, there is so much of sukha, still Prabhupada was equally poised. Not that he was carried away by the glamour and the glorification that he was getting, he was equally poised. So whether sukha or dukkha, you should know to be sthita pradna, be equipoise. So wonderful actually, it's very very important. And such people who are sthita pradna, they are always very daring in the service of the Lord. They never take a back step when it comes to the service of the Lord. When there is seva opportunity, they will take the first step to move ahead. They never sit in a comfort zone. So please, if you want to become a spiritualist, do not remain in comfort zones. You should actually strive to come out of the comfort zone. Only when you stretch yourself in spirituality, then you will become strong. See, when you go to a gym, you lift 2 kgs initially, right? When you lift 2 kgs, yes, you develop muscles. Then when you get strength, you stretch yourself and then you lift 5 kgs. But if you simply keep on lifting 2 kgs, you don't stretch, your muscles will not develop. So if you want to really develop your spiritual muscles, then you have to come out of the comfort zone. Don't remain in the comfort zone. How do I come out of the comfort zone? If you are chanting two rounds of Hare Krishna Mantra, make it four. If you are reading one hour of Bhagavad Gita every day, make it one and a half hours. So that way you should keep on increasing your spiritual muscles. Right? Hanuman, what a daring person. All the way he went to Lanka, so much of troubles and so many challenges. But he was very daring. Just while even crossing the ocean, there were three obstructions that the Mainak mountain comes and that Sankarshini comes, Lankini comes. So many Vignas were there. But still, he was very daring. He burnt the whole Lanka and he came back. That is daring, but that is a Sita Pragna. So we should be like Hanuman. We should be Sita Pragna like that. Right? And here, Sita Dhir Munir Uchate. Muni. Who is a Muni? Muni means. One who is a mental speculator. Prabhupada gives this example and uh, that is how it, Prabhupada defines in the purport. Muni is a mental speculator. There are many Munis in this current world. If you see the so-called PhDs that we get. Oh, I am a PhD, I am this PhD, I am that PhD. All are Munis actually. I recently came across someone who was telling me that you know there are people who are doing a PhD on cancer and the study is they have, they have found out that people who wear blue socks they don't actually attract cancerous cells but people who wear red socks they attract cancerous cells. They become, they are the ones who are going to be uh, more prone to cancer. Those who wear red socks and those who wear blue socks are not very prone to cancer. So, Munis are people who keep on speculating so many things without any conclusions. You know, there was another very beautiful analogy. Once there was a bird and the bird came and sat on the branch. 
and when the bird came and sat on the branch the fruit it fell when the fruit fell the bird flew so the bird sat the fruit fell and the bird flew back again so looking at these this particular instance different munis they give different uh, reasons for the whole instance some will say oh because the bird sat on the branch and there was some vibration the fruit fell some will say no fruit fell because it was very ripe then they say that no actually the fruit fell not by sitting the bird sitting on the branch but because it flew away the fruit fell some will say no no the bird sat on the branch the fruit fell because the fruit fell the bird became afraid and it flew away you see what how people are reasoning the same situation but many munis will give different different conclusion they come at different conclusion so that is what is happening today many people they talk many big big things big terminologies but conclusions are all different they never have any fixed conclusions that is not what is bhagavad gita bhagavad gita will give you conclusive answers nischitam gruhitanme bhagavad gita is here to give you nischitam answers conclusive answers so we shouldn't become just a muni we are not here to become munis right and then vitaraga bhayakroda who is a sthita pragna a sthita pragna is one who is free vita means free from what raga raga means attachment there is positive attachment there is negative attachment positive attachment to the family positive attachment to the people whom you love that is positive attachment negative attachment is for the people whom you hate that's also an attachment only constantly you will be thinking of that person especially when you hate someone he is always in your mind comes up he was so much hateful towards krishna he was always thinking of krishna so when you actually hate someone they occupy so much of your consciousness so never hate anyone because you will be so much absorbed in their thoughts it will take away so much of your consciousness never hate anyone so raga attachment positive attachment and negative attachment sita pragna is free from that then raga dvesha is free from both raga and dvesha raga uh, bhaya he is also free from bhaya fear fearfulness when there is attachment there is fear when there is no attachment there is no fear when you are attached to this mobile you have the fear of losing it but if you are not attached even if you lose it it's okay i'll take another one but if you are too much attached it will create lot of fear even before it is lost you will be fearful you will be constantly thinking oh what will if i go in the crowd who will pick me up actually it happened to me last year when we went to jagannathpuri for the ratyatra lakhs and lakhs of people and i also you know with the full ratyatra and people i was so absorbed in looking at the uh, at the lord my wife and i both of us were engaged in looking at the lord and gradually in that somebody came and picked away my mobile and i, I lost my mobile then as a formality when i go to i went to the police station 
to give a complaint that uh, sir i have lost my mobile then he showed me a big queue of people who had all lost their mobile then i thought okay god i am not going to get anything with there were some foreigners they were like let my mobile go i don't care it is very expensive mobile i don't care but i lost the photograph of the lord and that is very painful for me there were many foreign devotees who felt so bad because they had clicked so many photographs in the mobile phone and they lost it because foreigners are not allowed the muslims or any other religion people are not allowed in the uh, temple in jagannath puri they can see the lord only when the lord comes out in the rath yatra time so they had taken photograph and doll gone so they were very upset about it so anyway what i'm trying to say here is bhaya comes fearfulness comes when you are attached but you are not attached and there is no fear you become abhaya and krodha you become free from krodha attachment will lead to fearfulness and ultimately when you lose something when you are attached some to something and that is lost you become frustrated that frustration will lead to krodha anger you become angry so sthita pragna is not so much anudvigna manaha is not disturbed by dukha neither is he elated by sukha he is not attached to anything he is free from fear he is free from also anger this is a sthita pragna very nice so let's go to the next verse yes sir can you hear me yes i can <clears throat> okay तत्प्राप्य शुभाशुभम् तत्प्राप्य शुभाशुभम् उटैचमेंटैचमेंटोइ when he obtains good not lament when he obtains evil not lament when he obtains evil is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge thank you lakshmi thank you so here he who is without attachment it is general neutral although it is said he it also means she so it is both so man and woman so sita pragna can be a man it can it can be a woman also okay so yah sarvatran abisneha tat tat prapi shubhashubham navinandati nadveshti tasya pragna pradashita very beautiful 
So let's uh, quickly understand this very nice word. So <clears throat> here there is sometimes tattat prapishubhashuvam is there and sometimes there is unfavorable things. In life there are certain upheavals that will come. Upheavals means that thing which will distract you from the Lord. That thing which will distract you, anything that distracts you is an upheaval. You have certain goals, there is an upheaval, it will distract you from the goals. But sometimes these upheavals are also very good. Sometimes the distractions, for example, some good things, this uh, uh, upheavals will also give you good results. You may think how. You see, when you are too much in comfort zone, when there is only sukha, there is a tendency in us to lower our guards. What do I mean? We become very inattentive. We become not very alert when there are no upheavals in life. And we lower our guard and when we lower our guard, our mental guard or whatever it is, spiritual guard, it can lead to fall down. Many times it happens that we become very complacent. When there are no upheavals, we become complacent and that complacency can lead to problems. Many great people, even spiritualists, many great spiritualists, they have fallen down because of complacency. So, we should never become complacent in this material world. Never become complacent. Uh, there is a very beautiful example of this. In Mahabharata, on the 13th day, on the 10th day, Bhishma fell on the bed of arrows. 11th day, Drona became the commander-in-chief. 12th day, Abhimanyu was mercilessly killed on the 12th day of Mahabharata. And uh, he was killed by all the Maharathis of the Kavarava, uh, you know, party. Everyone was surrounded Abhimanyu and they killed him. Then, Arjuna took a vow that tomorrow I am going to kill Jayadrata. And if I don't kill Jayadrata, I will kill myself. I will jump into the funeral pyre and I will kill myself. Arjuna took that vow that tomorrow I am going to kill Jayadrata. On the 13th day, Arjuna is already a great warrior. But because now he has lost his very dear son Abhimanyu, he has become even more ferocious. He has become very furious. And he is ambidextrous. Arjuna is ambidextrous. He can shoot arrows from left hand, he can shoot arrows from right hand, both. He is an expert. So, on 13th day of Mahabharata, Abhimanyu, uh, Arjuna, was shooting arrows left and right. He is shooting arrows. And in the evening time, he came to a position that Arjuna is surrounded by many Maharathis. Duryodhana, what he has done is, he has sent many, many, about five Maharathis to fight against Arjuna. And Arjuna is fighting with everyone. 
and arrows are just uh, passing through him just inches away from him you can imagine the situation you know so many like there are machine guns where multiple bullets are fired here he is facing multiple arrows all shot at him and arjuna is in a very critical situation and the sun is setting and jayadratha is absconding somewhere and uh, what to do now at this situation it so happened by the mercy of lord krishna arranged it in such a way that the sun was covered by his sudarshan chakra so when the sun was covered by sudarshan chakra all the kauravas including arjuna thought that sun has set and i lost i could not kill jayadratha and this kauravas they become they became so jubilant you know they became so happy when they all started coming in front including jayadratha so jayadratha also thought oh now i can come in front of arjuna and he came and told arjuna ah you see now you are going to climb the funeral pyre so what happened now was this moment of victory for the kauravas actually made them complacent they became so complacent that they did not realize that the sun had actually not set and here krishna tells arjuna don't keep your bow and arrow down and arjuna just followed what krishna was saying and just then when jayadratha was in front of krishna in front of krishna and arjuna the sudarshan chakra moved and the sun reappeared and there arjuna he shot the arrow and he shot in such a way that it actually chopped off his head and jayadratha had a boon from his own father that anybody who chops off my son's head his head should burst and it so happened that krishna knew about his boon and krishna told arjuna use your brahmastra and shoot an arrow in such a way that you chop the head of jayadratha and then the head should go and fall on the lap of his own father who was meditating nearby and this head the cut head of jayadratha was taken by the arrow into the lap of his own father and there this father of jayadratha looks at the cut head the skull and immediately throws it away on the ground and then he became the cause of actually putting the head down on the ground and his own father's burst uh, head burst and he died so both the father and the son died so this is the master stroke of krishna so the point here is when you become complacent just like the kauravas with little temporary success when you become complacent it can actually bring you a lot of trouble so never become complacent in life when there is so much of sukha around you you should never become inattentive to spiritual activities many people give up spiritual activities when everything is going smooth only when there are problems oh my lord my lord please solve my problem please solve my problem that is our attitude no we should not do that never become complacent in spiritual life and that is how uh, we should uh, lead our life and we should become sthita pratna so today we have covered uh, two questions of arjuna that is ka bhasha how does one conduct the pragna conducts himself and kim prabhashita 
how does he respond to sukha and dukha so these are the two things two questions are which are answered by krishna and in the next session we will continue to cover the two more questions of arjuna and that is kim asita and brajeta kim okay so if you have any questions please feel free to ask me questions i think there are some questions on the in the comment section let me take the questions so vinod ji is asking is it is a sita pragna supposed to marry <laughs> yes actually a sita pragna can be a married person also so there is no such restriction that a sita pragna should only be a brahmachari or a sanyasi so you have full scope to become a sita pragna although you are married and have two wonderful sons and a nice wonderful uh, uh, wife also who is also very equally spiritual so definitely with this wonderful family that you have you can become a sita pragna all of you can become sita pragna so that is very much possible so you don't have to worry so you are a grahastha i am a grahastha we can all endeavor ourselves to become sita pragnas by practice it become it comes only by practice so when you we are not complacent it is possible okay so yes so hina mata ji okay yes prabhu ji he recited the chatur shloka bhagavatam i think rutrasura okay chatur shloka bhagavatam okay let me recall that chatur shloka bhagavatam was spoken by vishnu to brahma ji chatur shloka bhagavatam that was in the second canto but rutrasura i am not sure let me reconfirm that please so vinod is asking another question how do we know what is the supreme lord's plan for ah very interesting beautiful question so this is a very interesting question in fact this slipped out of my mind i wanted to touch upon this and good that uh, you have asked me this question so now since the mind is constantly planning to do this to do that we have our own plans but at the same time krishna is also having plan now arjuna finally listening to all this bhagavad gita he actually followed the plan of krishna just like in the case of jayadratha i just mentioned and because he followed the plan of krishna he became victorious and successful so how do we know what is the plan of krishna for us actually krishna has a plan for each one of us each one of us every individual he is very concerned and that's why he has a plan how do i know that plan now that plan of krishna can be understood by guru sadhu and shastra when you approach a guru then the guru will reveal the lord's plan to you but now you may say prabhu ji i don't have any guru right now okay no problem if you do not have a guru then you can associate with sadhu when you associate with saintly people then they will keep instructing you about the different pastimes of the lord they will keep telling you the different descriptions of the philosophical aspects of what is being given in the scriptures so when they are discussing the philosophy of our scriptures then through the medium of the sadhu it will get revealed to you the plan of the lord 
and then if not that sadhu then shastra you don't have any saintly person you are somewhere in some uh, arabian country or maybe you are in a communist country you don't have any saintly association then you can have a copy of the bhagavad gita and that can actually help you through the shastra also krishna can reveal his plan to you and frankly speaking i have seen many devotees and including in my own life many times when i have a certain question about certain thing to know something very mystically it so happens that my questions are answered either by a devotee my god brother my god sister or when i am reading bhagavad gita or shrimad bhagavatam suddenly oh my god this is exactly what i was looking and i get an answer right here and sometimes my own spiritual master when i am listening to his lectures he will reveal all the questions very mystically it happens sometimes you know i read the morning quotes you can see uh, even in my background here on the top this is my notice board and sometimes uh, uh, on the notice board we also display some quotes so when we have certain quotes very mystically certain quotes will reveal something that i was looking for so guru shastra and sadhu will help you to actually get the plan of the lord the, the lord will reveal his plan through these three mediums it's very much possible and once you purify this is when you are in this material condition but when you come to the state of sthita pragna so vinod ji at that time you are so pure in your consciousness the lord will directly interact with you just like he interacted with arjuna he will give you instructions directly so people who are great devotees like swami prabhupada like the great acharyas that we have like madhvacharya shankaracharya we have all the great acharyas the lord directly spoke to them so when you also come to that state of sthita pragna the lord will reveal directly to you he will speak to you but unless we reach that state these three mediums will be there sadhu shastra and guru you have to take help of these three the lord's plan will be revealed to you gradually and also based on your intensity how much are you eager to know more and progress in spiritual life the more you the eager you are the plan is quickly revealed to you if you are complacent then okay lord is also complacent he will not reveal okay you want to take time lord will also say okay i will not reveal the plan to you so we should never become complacent okay so then uh, let me okay sai ravi is asking okay i had some technical difficulty i unfortunately couldn't connect with you no problem and uh, so uma shankar uma kumar is saying that yes sometimes i too felt same thing exactly that happens many times mystically things will get revealed to you and uh, many times like i told you i came to krishna consciousness sometimes i feel it's accident because i was looking for some books some mythological books sometimes some crazy uh, uh, novels and everything in the library and accidentally i came across this book called life come from life written by prabhupada and that one book changed my life and today i'm here speaking bhagavad gita although i'm not qualified so this is how transformation can happen the lord will reveal plan it took so many months and years for me to understand that yes lord had this particular plan you see 
so uh, we don't know actually frankly speaking i started this program i was telling this to achutan ji also who is not here today i was telling him last week that i started this program with an idea to communicate with certain section of people here in bangalore with a particular community here in bangalore and today none of them actually attend the program and you all are attending this program so this is very mystical thing although i never intended i never knew most of you but you see this is how lord connects i started this program for someone else they are not coming and here you all are who are coming and listening to this particular session so this is mystical so this is how lord reveals this plan okay so okay so this is how we have uh, touched upon few very important verses today on the bhagavad gita